Hello, and welcome to a show of their own, Sports and Life with Morgan and Laura. I'm Morgan. And I'm Laura, and welcome to episode three of our show. We are so excited to have you here. Um, Just before we get started, I will say please subscribe, whatever platform that you are listening to us on. And if you want to rate and leave us a review, and I actually have a little thing for the review if you want to do something fun. Um, Because today, so our first two episodes, we did like coronavirus and then the Astros, which are both serious topics, different films, but (laughs) very serious. This, we're going to do just something fun, like a get to know us. We wanted to have some fun, so you're going to have fun with this. And we have this questionnaire. And... It's a sports questionnaire, and I'm going to kind of stay to hockey, and Morgan's kind of going to stay to baseball, but we're not limited to that, so yeah. we have some fun. But all this to say, if there's a question that really sticks out to you and you want to leave your answer in the review, we would definitely love that, too. So without further ado, let's get this started. And the first question, I think, is fairly easy. <laughs> Favorite team? Yeah, this is easy. I feel like if you listen to the first two episodes, you know both of our answers. Uh, <laughs> since I'm sticking with baseball, my favorite team, Texas Rangers. Maybe you noticed what I was talking about the Astros. Um, but she also, just for the hockey thing, she's yeah, also stars. Dal- Dallas Stars. And I'll say for me, I'll give my baseball answer too because I think it's kind of more interesting. Obviously, I love Pittsburgh Penguins. And um, my mother is a lifelong Chicago Cubs fan so I kind of root for them because I love my mom obvious (laughs) see I think your answers are also more interesting because like mine are obvious I live near Mm -hmm. Dallas so it's kind of obvious I'd pick those teams whereas you don't live like right next to those teams and yeah the Penguins I think I said this in maybe the first episode but my roommate my college roommate loved hockey and is the one who got me into hockey and she was a Penguins fan so I just kind of inherited it so who knows if I had a different movement roommate, what would have happened? But I love Emma. So shout out to her. Um, least favorite team. Again, I feel like this might be a little yeah. obvious for you from last week. Yeah. Um, the Astros. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of want to say like a little bit of uh, St. Louis Cardinals. And it's kind of weird though, because like, there's not really anyone on that team anymore that are from the 2011 team, which is like the team I despise because they took our World Series. I'm not going to go into that because it'll be another hour-long episode on just that. (laughs) But like, there's still a little part of me that's like, I cannot root for the Cardinals just because of that. And then there's like also a little part of me of like the Blue Jays. Like, I, there, there, I don't think there's anyone on that team from the 2015 or 16 playoffs that really just made me hate the Blue Jays. But there's still just a part of me that, like, when someone names them, it's just, like, there's something in me that's, like, don't like them. <laughs> Mine? Okay. So, obviously, if you're a Penguins fan, it's the Flyers and the yeah. Capitals. I would say it's more the Capitals of late because in recent years, the Flyers haven't been as relevant but the Flyers look amazing this year, so it's probably going to be the Flyers this year. A kind of random wild card one, though, is the Bruins, mostly mm. because I just really don't like Brad Marchand. If he wasn't yeah. on their team, I would like them. But Yeah. Do you have a least favorite baseball team? I'm just curious, since you don't follow baseball yeah. as much, I'm curious if you have one. So not a big 
Cardinals fan okay. <laughs> for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, I don't hate the White Sox, I think, as much as I should, mm-hmm. but I will say my hatred of them grew when they named their, they renamed their park, and I forget what it is now. But it's, Oh, yeah, it's a really dumb name. I can't remember horrible. what it is either. It's awful. And so now I'm just like, okay, well, I kind of disliked but didn't hate, but now with that, ugh. yeah. So. It's probably those two teams. And I guess I should also say for hockey, my least favorite is the St. Louis Blues, which probably also obvious. Um, but yeah, they're I that's the first team that comes to mind that I despise. There's been all these rumors that like if Arizona doesn't happen, like doesn't stays in their like kind of not doing well phase that they may end up getting moved to Houston and I think that, that oh. would be interesting <laughs> then you'd have a team to really hate. I don't know if I can handle hating two like hating two St. Louis teams is one thing but having like two in-state rivals to hate it's just that's a lot <laughs> so there you go. well because yeah and it would work out great because Arizona when Seattle comes in Arizona is moving from the Pacific to the Central. Oh, that's right. They're not super Central, so it was kind of weird, but if they ended up moving to Houston. Which, see, in in my mind, I'm like, oh, it makes sense that they'd be Central because, like, in baseball, the Rangers are in the West, which they're not exactly that West, but they just have to be in something. But now that – well, now that I think about it, like, the last time that the Stars in Arizona played – they got a little chirpy and a little mm. like so that that could be an interesting rival if they if yeah. they moved. It's just kind of hard for it to be like a true rivalry because Arizona has like no fans. Yeah, sorry if you're the three Arizona fans <laughs> out there, but yeah, I think it would be an interesting little yeah change of things. So the next one we have is favorite player. And I would say give a few players because, like, it might be obvious. Yeah. Are we doing current or, like, including retired? Okay. Perfect. Do you want to go first or me? Um, I'll go first. Okay. Okay. So, like, obviously I love Sidney Crosby. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting Malkin. But, like, there's there's four players in Penguins history. Sid Gino, Yarmir Yager, who is still playing in the Czech Republic despite being like 47 years old. And that's not an exaggeration, something like that. Um, and Mario Lemieux are like the four awesome ones. But then I also really love Jake Bensel. He's really awesome. And then let's see if there's anyone else I want to throw out. No, I think we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> um, also, if you guys happen to hear a dog barking, it's my dog Murphy. He's discovered a bunny lives under a bush right outside his favorite window to look out of. And so he's determined to scare it away. It's been there for a few days now and it has yet to move. So I think he's losing this battle, but that's what he's barking at. And unfortunately, I can't do anything to make him stop because he's determined. It's not very loud, so it's just a nice little... Okay, good. Because <laughs> it's, it's loud to me and I'm like, oh God, how loud is it? Um, but my favorite players... If you follow me on Twitter, you definitely know this already. Adrian Beltre is, like, my all-time favorite Ranger baseball player. No one's ever going to top that. Um, unfortunately, retired. So, can't. not that he would be playing right now anyway because there's no baseball. But um, Adrian Beltre, 
it's so hard not to just name like all the rangers i've ever watched because i just love them all um i think elvis andrews probably is one of my favorites because first of all he's fun to watch he's underrated as a shortstop and him and beltray had like this great like brotherly love and like antics on the field so that made it really fun to watch um Joey Gallo is also going to be an amazing player and he's really fun to watch he has um some fun facial expressions which we've touched on before um also one thing I've really enjoyed about because he's like one of the first like prospects I remember hearing about watching with the Rangers so seeing him come up it's kind of like he's the first player I've seen come up and kind of grow into being a major league player so he's you've definitely noticed a change in like his interviews and like seeing him be more comfortable and like learning more of his personality which is hilarious um during spring training they did a um video where he's mic'd up in the field hilarious highly recommend watching so he's very quickly become uh one of my favorites I wish I could name a non-ranger player that's my favorite but that's not gonna happen um unless like it'd be former rangers that are on now different teams but they're always rangers in my heart I have one for you okay literally any player who's publicly shit on the Houston Astros that Darvish oh my gosh you Darvish (laughs) got it (laughs) done um which uh it's it's so heartbreaking that he's not a ranger anymore because it he wasn't here for very long it felt like but he definitely got he's the same way he got more comfortable once he kind of found a footing in the league and like um I think around press too specifically because he's a pitcher from Japan and he had a lot of media from Japan following him so like I think he's more comfortable with that he's also more comfortable speaking English which is fun to watch and he's an amazing follow on Twitter um so yeah you did four I'll do four sounds good I didn't even realize I did four (laughs) um least favorite player well so I gave one Brad Marchand but above him is a guy by the name of Tom Wilson of the Washington Capitals, who is horribly dirty. <laughs> um, he's gotten suspended for like 40 games or something. It got reduced to 20, but like it was 40. Wow. And here's why he got suspended for 40 games. Because he had a dirty hit in preseason and he got suspended for like a few games. He came back and had another dirty hit <gasps> in preseason. Oh and my god. I know you don't like this team, but it was the St. Louis Blues. It wasn't like a player you wouldn't like. Like the the player that he ended up getting long suspension for was like Oscar Sunquist, who used to play for the Penguins, but it's like their fourth line guy. Yeah. And it's like, come on. And you yeah. gave him a concussion. So Jesus. Not a fan. Um least favorite player. I again I'm trying not to go like all the Astros. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, so just, just know that all the Astros that were part of the cheating scandal are on my list. Um, but like my first thought comes to like Jose Bautista, um, David Freeze, like the guys who like scored my teams in playoffs. Um, yeah, those are the two that like come to mind and I know there's like someone that I should be naming and like I'm not thinking of but those are the two that like immediately come to mind 
can I say I have like an on-off relationship with Bryce Harper? Like sometimes <laughs> I like him and sometimes yeah. I'm like, this is too much. Yeah. I don't like, there's just something about him that I don't particularly like. Like, you know how there's yeah. always the, the Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, like debate. And I, to me, like Bryce Harper seems more arrogant about how good he is. And that's what bothers me. Whereas Trout is very humble and like, loves mm-hmm. talking about the weather and like he's more relatable which maybe Bryce Harper is too he just doesn't come across the persona that yeah that's kind of like all of this should be taken as because there's more serious like there's more in-depth questions as we yeah. go and we obviously don't know these people so right. we're not saying that they're <laughs> bad people we're just talking about on the ice like public persona type. yeah exactly so I'm going to change this next question a little bit because it okay. said, if I were stranded on an island with a player, who would it be and why? And it's going to be, it can't be someone from the favorite players because that's a little obvious. Ooh, okay. Ooh. So I got to think. Let me think, think, think. Also, we should say I got this questionnaire from Tumblr. So like it was basically like one of those things you reblog and then someone asks you to answer the question. So if they sound like worded weirdly, we didn't word them. It's from yeah. Tumblr. And I'll try to make the wording a little better next time. I have one. And I okay. think you're going to like mine. Okay. Mine is Jason Spezza. Yes. Because from hearing everything from when he was with the leaves and with the stars and everything, he's just the sweetest, nicest, like everyone loves him. Yeah. Like I feel so bad for how Mike Babcock treated him because mm-hmm. everyone loves him. And so if I'm going to be on an island with someone who I can't really escape, I want it to be this person I have the least chance of like, oh my God, I hate you. Yeah. And I think it's inevitable at some point, but like he would, I would probably be able to last longest with yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, Stars team dad. That's what I call him. Even though I only watched one season of him playing with the Stars, which was the last season he played with the Stars. But like, that's the vibe he gives off is he's just everyone's dad. Yeah, and he's out on the Leafs, too, really. Yeah. Oh, this, okay. It's so hard not to immediately go Rangers. Um, if you want to go hockey, too, you can pick someone. Okay, hockey, immediately I thought of Anton Hudobin. That's a great one. <laughs> See, that's perfect for you. <laughs> Just yes. like, I don't know if he'd be useful on an island as far as, like, having to make fire and, like, oh, yeah, food and stuff. Useful. But, like, entertainment-wise. And we have a thing. blast. I didn't go for useful because none of these guys are going to be <laughs> Right. I just went for like, who would Hey, be? I watched Survivor, so maybe I will be useful. <laughs> if you could spend the rest of your life being best friends with any player, who would it be and why? Well, obviously Anton Hedlund, so. <laughs> um, hmm. I'm trying to think of who would be a good best friend. Maybe like... Keith Yandel of the Florida Panthers because he's hilarious and apparently he's just always nope got it I got it Chris <sighs> Kreider Chris Kreider of the New York yeah. Rangers because he's really smart but also really funny and that's a, that's a good pick and so I, I think I like him that's my pick I well immediately all my answers I want to say Adrian Beltre that's <laughs> why it's like we have to try to think of different names because we just always repeat the same one right um uh, thank God he doesn't have a Twitter. I would have a restraining order already <laughs> just because, like, he'd probably think I was crazy. I'm not. I promise. Um, who best friends? 
This one's so hard. I think it's Anthony Dobin again. Yeah, I was trying to think like baseball. I feel like, okay, I feel like Anthony Rizzo would be a great best friend. He would be. Because him and Chris Bryant are hilarious. And so like being in that friend group would be so much fun, I think. And he's just always happy. Yeah, and even their wives are like, first of all, so pretty. And they're hilarious too. They've done like videos with like, I think each of them did, like, who knows me better, my best friend or my wife or something yes, like that. Uh, Bay versus ballplayer. Yes. They're awesome. And it's hilarious. Yeah, I love those. Um, what player would you want to tweet you and why? So I actually have an interesting story with this one that I've told Morgan before. But I got retweeted by a player, which was kind of hilarious because – the coyotes they do this bachelor recap and i don't watch the bachelor but Mm -hmm. i would watch the recaps because they're hilarious watching a bunch of hockey dudes talk about the bachelor and jason demare who's a defenseman for them made a reference to the hot crazy scale from how i met your mother (laughs) it's like one of my favorite how i met your mother scenes ever and so i just responded like classic how i met your mother reference by jason demare and he retweeted that so that was pretty cool so that was I, I don't even know who I would want. I don't even know who has like a really legendary Twitter account, but I'm trying to even think. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I would want the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, like you'd want like a team Twitter account. Yeah, yeah. The Hurricanes are my favorite social media in hockey. They're so probably. I feel like they're probably the best in all of sports. So we're, I'm going to go with that and just like bend the rules a little bit. Yeah, because I'm trying. Like I don't follow that many hockey players on Twitter but I don't know if I don't know if they're as like active if that's just because I don't follow that many or if they're just not very active no. on Twitter and I'm gonna say it's okay to reuse this because this wouldn't be the one that you would reuse over and over wouldn't you Darvish be cool yes yes that'd be so much fun I think also because there are there are a number of baseball players that are active on Twitter and like good at it mm-hmm. um a number of them are, like, retired. Like, Michael Young played for the Rangers, and he's in their front office now. He, like, since the day he got Twitter, hilarious. And, like, underrated, unexpected hilarious. Um, uh, Brandon McCarthy is also hilarious. And, like, hilarious, but also he's very, um, like, outspoken about – topics that athletes usually don't want to touch on like political and stuff um which is fun to see because it's sometimes athletes should speak up on it when they have a platform like that so he does maybe I'd want him to tweet me I don't know Darvish really like since you said that now I'm like yes Darvish I think that's an acceptable answer because we're gonna have to repeat a little bit it's just not repeating the ones that would be our answer for literally everything right so we're bending the rules a little bit. So I'm definitely <laughs> bending the rules for this one because favorite number on a player. Um, some of the Penguins have really cool stories. So sorry, Jenny. Like Sidney Crosby, he was born on 8-7 of 87. So literally everything with him has 87. His, he's number 87. His cap hit is $8.7 million. He is oh just like... Oh my gosh. I kind of love that. He's very superstitious. It was hilarious. They did a... The NHL PA has been releasing these one minute with videos all throughout mm-hmm. the season where it's just like rapid fire questions. And one of the last one was like pregame rituals. And so, like he just looks at the camera and he's like, 
how long do I have? <laughs> yeah, we're going to be here a while. <laughs> There's like literally everything is planned. Oh my gosh. He's very superstitious. So that's pretty cool. And then Mario Lemieux, he came into the league. He was in the league with Gretzky, but he was after Gretzky. And obviously Gretzky was like so revolutionary. And Gretzky's 99. So if you turn it around, it's 66. So that's why he's 66. I love finding out the stories behind the numbers rather than just like, it was the one given to me. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Those are um, the two I got. I always look for who's number 23 on teams just because that's my favorite number. So I'm automatically like, that's going to be my favorite person. Except I think David Freeze was like number 23 for the Angels, so that kind of ruined it. Um, but yeah, 23, I don't know if it's necessarily like my favorite number on a player, but that's just the number I look for since it's my favorite number. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like Mike Miner was 23 last year for the Rangers, which he wasn't the year before. I don't know why he changed, but it made me love it even more because we've seen more of his petty side. So I'm like, okay, Mike Miner's number 23 and he's petty. Then obviously I love him. Yeah. Um, this one is so easy for me. Favorite <laughs> brothers. I think you know the answer. The uh-huh. Kachucks, they're yeah. awesome. They're amazing. <laughs> they're hilarious. Kind of hate when we're playing them because they're both like kind of rats on the ice. But they're yeah. awesome. Their content for quarantine has been hilarious. Yeah. So that's that's an easy one for me. See, I like them too, but then part of me like is a little annoyed because they're from St. Louis. And Matthew they Kachuk, don't play for the Blues. Right. But they did wear a St. Louis Cardinals jersey at yeah. the All-Star game. And there was a little part of me that was like, I'm going to remember that now. And I'm upset about it. Um, favorite brothers for baseball is kind of hard. Yeah, I don't know a lot of Because I can't think of any off the top of my head except. You know what? Go with hockey. Because you have, there's one. The Ben brothers. Yeah, they're great, which I'm so sad that I started watching hockey after Jordy Ben was with the Stars. Um, but Jordy's, like, very hilarious on – or, like, I don't know, funny, but, like, he's on Instagram a lot and, like, adorable with his fiance. Like, he's always posting, like, the cutest photos. Um, I did – the brothers I thought of for baseball, BJ Upton and – Justin Upton. It took me a second because BJ for like two seasons changed his name to Melvin Upton Jr. So then I tried. It gets confusing because I'm like, which brother is which and who changed their name and what is their actual name now? That's so Um, confusing. Yeah. Uh, But at one point they were both playing on the same team, which was fun because they were on Atlanta and in the outfield was them two and then Jason Hayward. And so there were a lot of like tweets saying up, up and a hey. So, oh, I like it. Yeah, so that's just something that I've, I've, it's stuck in my brain. So I don't know if they're necessarily my favorite, but they're the only ones I can name right now. So Ben Brothers and Upton Brothers, we'll go with that. Yeah, that's good. Um, favorite sports movie? There aren't a ton for hockey, and I feel like mine's obvious. Miracle. It's amazing. It's still good. It still plays. It's awesome. Um, but then I did, will say, so my mom had never seen, and I hadn't actually seen, uh, Sandlot. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't get to watch it all, but I watched some of it last mm-hmm. weekend and I did enjoy the parts that I saw. So yeah. Throw that out there. I uh 
watched Miracle for the first time, like, all the way through a couple months ago and freaking love it so much. It's funny, though, because I don't, I feel like I saw parts of it, like, in elementary school when we had, like, a movie day or maybe it was at daycare. I don't know. But the only part I remembered was the part where he makes him go up and down the ice, like, forever. And I don't know why that's the one part that I remember seeing before I watched the movie all the way through. Um, but I guess it made an impact. I don't know. Um, there are a number of baseball movies, and I know I haven't seen, like, a lot of them. I, and I'm afraid to admit that I haven't seen all of, uh, uh, oh my god, I just blinked on what it's called. Well, I guess it doesn't matter because I haven't watched the whole thing. Uh, um, uh, I want to say Bull Durham because that's, like, the first thing I think of, but also Moneyball. Mm-hmm. because I just love, like, the cinematography of it. Aaron Sorkin's, like, one of my favorite th- creators. Um, yeah. Also, A League of Their Own, which I have to mention, because, like, that's what our podcast is named after. But I feel like I always forget about it, because it doesn't give that, I feel like it doesn't get that much attention, aside from, like, there's no crying in baseball. Um, and I, I want to watch that again. I feel like that's one that I don't see that often, but love every time I watch it. What is a, a, I cannot think of that movie. Oh, A Field of Dreams. I feel like everyone's yeah. seen it and I have not watched it all the way through. Even my parents were like appalled. I'm like, well, you could have made me watch it when I was a kid. Like, when was I supposed to watch it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like it's been like, because there's occasionally when Miracle came out in our childhood and then obviously Moneyball, mm-hmm. but like good sports movies, it feels like there's years in between. Yeah, for sure. So, favorite thing about, it says hockey, but we'll do hockey or baseball. Um, I would say for me, it's the skating. Because mm-hmm. that's, like, the thing that really makes it almost, like, art to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just going to go on a tangent here because this has always bothered me. <laughs> and it's just something super random, so you're pre-warned. Um, Meryl Streep. And her golden globe one year said I was not expecting her. That's what I told you. I'm telling you, this is random, but this is I when I said it was art, it reminded me of this. Because she right. said mixed martial arts is an art. And I really, really hated that. Yeah. Because just because you make movies and that is an art and there is like an appeal and an entertainment to that doesn't mean that people don't get entertainment and there isn't a ton of creativity to sports. Like let people have their thing. You can have their, yeah. your thing and it like no one should denigrate your thing, but you don't have to denigrate other people's things. So just cause I say like watching them skate around is like art, like just let that stand. It doesn't like, yeah. I just hate that kind of attitude. Well, it definitely is. Cause like, look at half these guys like you do not expect them to be graceful on shoes with a knife on them on ice like that's just not something you ever expect when you really just like look at them as a big dude mm-hmm. and they're like sometimes I watch them like wow I couldn't even do that if I tried like I'm awful on skates I haven't I skated since like middle school but there's no way I would ever like be first off that confident to jump over the boards and just skate yeah. <laughs> and, like, when you really, like, break it down to, like, how they're skating, the turns, the just stopping, like, I, like, anytime I skated, in order to stop, I just had to run into a wall. 
Yeah, like, especially the really good players, if you watch their, they call it, like, edge work, like, when they're on the mm-hmm. walls and stuff, and, like, turning back and forth constantly. Yeah. Like, that, it's so cool. And then defensemen skating backwards and how yeah. they're able to do that. So, yeah, there's a lot. If you actually just focus on the skating, it's, it is artistic. Yeah. So. Um, Sorry about that. Sorry no, <laughs> it was a good tangent. Um. What I think my favorite thing about baseball, and like you hear this all the time, like when you break it down, it's it's adults playing a kid's game, and my favorite thing is when like you really see them having fun. I think that's why Beltre was is my favorite player because, and he he mentioned this a lot, especially in his interviews before retiring, that like when he came to Texas, he finally like allowed himself to relax a bit more and not take the game so seriously and have fun. And that's what made him so endearing because at times he looked like a kid playing a game, having fun and goofing off with Elvis and the rest of his team. And I think those are also the players I gravitate towards the ones who obviously they take it serious because it's a job, but then they're also having fun while they're doing it. And it kind of relaxed a bit more that's what I love seeing about the game. I think there are players that you see and you're like, okay, they just need to chill for a second. Like you're, you're playing a sport for a living. That's fun. And it's job, but like every part of the job is entertainment. Yeah. And one and like every once in a while you're allowed to just like have fun, act like a kid, because when you really think about it, your job is kind of ridiculous. Like it's fun and entertaining, but it is a little ridiculous. You're playing baseball. Oh, totally. So I think the players that, like, get into that more fun and relaxed every once in a while, that's what makes, that's my favorite part of it. So this is, it's a first professional game, but I'm going to take that to mean, like, because technically minor leagues and a bunch of stuff is professional. I'm going to take that to the NHL or MLB. Yeah. So my first NHL game, I kind of set the bar unreasonably high because I went to Pittsburgh when they were playing Philadelphia in the stadium series. So I saw Pittsburgh play Philadelphia at Heinz Field where the Steelers play. That was my very first NHL game. That's awesome. And I've been to two more since, but that was a pretty cool experience. So I actually went to an NHL game before I ever went to an MLB game. Wow. (laughs) Um, Because my best friend, her parents – or one of her parents won tickets to a Stars game and they invited me to go with her and none of us had ever been to a hockey game before and we were sitting like second row from the from the glass oh wow uh and it this was like I think like oh nine or something anyway the Stars were playing uh the Bruins and they lost three nothing I was terrified of getting hit by a puck the whole time um but the first MLB game I went to was in this is like it's my favorite game but it was kind of ridiculous because it was in 2012 and it was the first game that the rangers played against the angels that year darvish was pitching so i was really excited for that because that was his first year um and he was pitching against the angels starting pitcher cj wilson who used to be a ranger he kind of got arrogant too. He wasn't a very lovable ranger. Um, I took great pleasure in booing him just because everyone else was. Um, we saw like an inning and a half, I think, before it rained. 
I was terrified. I was like, oh my God, my first game, it's going to rain out. We got to leave. We only saw one inning. There was a home run already. So like I saw that, but still, um, there was a three hour rain delay. We stayed the whole time. The game finished at midnight, um, which I think is a fun story for like first MLB game. Yeah, that's, um, it, it is interesting. I was thinking about because your first professional was hockey and mine mm-hmm. was baseball. My parents had bid on, uh, it was forever. I don't even remember the season. It was, they bid on like Cubs tickets at a school auction. Mm-hmm. So we went to a Cubs game. My gosh, that's hilarious that we have opposites. <laughs> they, I thought it was funny too. <laughs> um, first AHL or minor league baseball game. And I will go first because mine is actually a minor league. I've never been to an AHL game, mm-hmm. but minor league baseball in Omaha, they have, um, they used to be the Royals, and then now they're the Storm Chasers. And I haven't really gone to a Storm Chasers game because they moved when Omaha has the College World Series. And mm-hmm. it used to be at Rosenblatt right next to the zoo. And that was where the Royals would play. Then they wanted to build a new stadium, so Rosenblatt got torn down. So the Royals moved all the way out way west. and like, it's hardly ever worth it for me to drive that far. But when they were at Rosenblatt, I watched a few Royals games, which, which is cool. And I have a story. Um, I was on a flight with a bunch of the Royals because they always go on a road trip yeah. during the College World Series. And we were coming back, I think, from like maybe even Hawaii after the end of the College World Series. So we flew through Dallas or Houston and picked up them there too and oh my gosh I was so I hated the Omaha Bros by the end of it because <laughs> first of all well this isn't first of all in the story but all of their baseball equipment made it so our bags weren't with our flight oh so I was and that was after I was already annoyed with them but then they're all over the flight because there's only like a few of us who aren't them yeah and they were like hitting on oh, God. the like um flight attendants and then there was like a lady walking by with a baby and they were like making comments and I'm just oh. like oh my god please stop and so then we're sitting there waiting for our bags that we didn't know would and en- would never come until later and we're just sitting there and I turned to my mom I'm like did you notice the royals were really immature and she's like oh I didn't see anything right as she says that one of them like appears and is riding his suitcase, like his wheel suitcase. And it's like, that was perfect timing. <laughs> There's your Omaha Royal story that oh, I'm sure goodness. none of you wanted. <laughs> um, the first minor league, I haven't been to any minor league hockey, um, but minor league baseball, that was actually the first ever like professional sports game I went to in sixth grade because, and I don't really remember how it worked, but there was something in our English class where if we got like all of the pieces to something we would win we would get like a ticket to go to a Frisco Rough Riders game so it was like a bunch of like sixth graders like there were maybe 40 of us and we went um so it was like a school trip but it was like at night um and my dad went with me and uh we I think they I'm pretty sure Frisco lost um, we, I remember getting a baseball cap and we went around and got it signed by like a couple minor leaguers. Cause you know, before games they're out there and on like in the concourses signing. Um, I, t- I looked at my cap the other day. I have no idea who signed it. I don't think they ever made it to the majors, at least not with the Rangers. 
Um, and so this would have been like 07, 06, 07, 07. Um, and we, we didn't even like have tickets for seats. They were on like, there's a hill in Centerfield and that's where we sat. Um, I had a very um, unfortunate sixth grade experience where I tripped on the hill and fell down in front of everyone. So that wasn't fun. That's what I remember from that because of course middle school sucks. Um, but yeah, and I got Dippin' Dots, which I was thrilled about, but that's all I remember. I don't, I really don't think they won, but I know they were playing the Houston Astros minor league, so. Rivalry. There's that, yeah. <laughs> um, so this one, it gives a range, but I'm just gonna, like, if you could, could become a season ticket holder for one to five teams, who would it be and why? Don't do one, because that's really, <laughs> like, one is super obvious. Yeah. So I'm, I'll go, I guess I'll go first. So obviously the Penguins. Yeah. I would say second and probably pretty obvious the stars because then I could always visit you. Yeah. And just give you the ones that I <laughs> Um, And then I would also do Vegas just because it's a party. Yeah. So fun. Not like Vegas, like the city. But yeah. The, the atmosphere they create at games. Yeah. Um, this one is just cold-hearted of me, the Maple Leafs, because their tickets are the most expensive. Yeah. So <laughs> it's worth the most. And then probably Chicago, because that's the closest to me. Yeah. So it would be good to be able to see different teams and stuff like that. So there's my five. Not Carolina? I mean, I love Carolina, <laughs> but it's just trying to think realistically. Yeah. Um, mine aren't going to be realistic at all. Um, cause I'm basing mine solely on, well, mostly on stadium looks because I feel like that's also important. Um, so obviously Rangers, uh, I would say Seattle because I've always wanted to go to Seattle. If they weren't in the Rangers, uh, division, I'd probably really enjoy them as a team because, Again, their stadium's freaking gorgeous. I love the weather in Seattle, even though I haven't been there. But, you know, everything I hear about it, I love. Um, they've got great uniforms. I feel like they'd just be a football team. Plus, if I'm going there, then I get to see the Rangers play there. Um, Boston, just because have a classic Fenway Stadium. Um, this is hard. Okay, let's go California. I almost want to say the Padres just because I like their stadium as well, even though they're not a great team. But I don't want to pick anyone. I don't want to pick Oakland because I do not want season tickets there. No. Maybe San Francisco because they're also – it's a nice ballpark and it's right on the water, so that would be really pretty. Yeah, I think San Francisco is good. Yeah, place. so we'll go San Francisco, so that's three – this is hard. This is harder than I thought. I'm like just three. I'm forgetting teams too. Like if you want to do the Cubs, so I can. Yeah, let, I'll do the Cubs. And Wrigley's kind of classic. Yeah, yeah, and it's not that far away. Yeah. Um, the Nationals have a pretty good park. Yeah. And I like DC, so we'll go with that. Yeah, and that's a good like. I was thinking about mine. I was just looking because I needed to see the teams. I had the teams <laughs> up so I could cheat, and I I unintentionally got one from every division. Oh yeah, that's good. good. Yeah, kind of like spread out. I I think I did that too, and I had like a mix of AL and NL, which is good. Yeah. So. Um, the next one is favorite bromance. I have to think. 
I feel like there's a lot of them in hockey. I mean, there's a lot in baseball, too. But then when you have to think about them, it's like, couldn't name one. So, low-key, Ethel Lindell and John Klingberg is hilarious. Yes. Because they're so, they carve each other. But for that same reason, I think I have my one. Sebastian Ajo from the Carolina Hurricanes uh-huh. and Tavo Teravainen because they're both Finnish and the Finnish sense of humor is highly <laughs> underrated. They're, Finns are always hilarious and so they just are always making fun of each other mm-hmm. and it's hilarious. So like they did that one minute thing that I told you about with Sidney Crosby yeah. and one of the questions was dream road trip partner and these are separate interviews and so Tavo Teravainen goes like um, maybe just, I guess, Sebastian Ajo, you know, he's just an okay guy. And then the interview's like, oh, we'll have to see the same, like, if he says that too. And so they asked, they, then they switched to a clip of Ajo's interview, and the first words out of his mouth are, not terrifying. <laughs> and I just loved it. That's awesome. Um, Oh my gosh, my first thought is Elvis and Beltre, but I don't want to keep picking them. Go for it. You haven't haven't used them a lot. Go for it. Yeah, just because, okay, if you don't even know Elvis and Beltre, which I just assume if you're listening to this and you know me, you know Elvis and Beltre, but if you don't, go on YouTube. There is great video montages of Elvis and Beltre. You'll instantly love them. They are, like, literally brothers. Um, So I'm picking them. I think... I I feel like Joey Gallo has, like, brotherly love with, like, a lot of players on the team. But, like, his, his best friends keep getting traded, so it's hard to pick. Um, but I feel like him and Guzman also have that. But I'm going to go with Beltran Elvis because they're, like, the all-time classic. I have a couple MLB ones, too. So, obviously, Chris Bryant and Rizzo. Yeah. That one's obvious. But one, I heard a podcast interview uh, – when they were playing together, Christian Yelich and Justin Bohr, when they were playing when, for the Miami Marlins. Yeah. And the stories that Yelich <laughs> would tell about Justin Bohr were hilarious. Oh so gosh. apparently, like, one of his traditions on the road, or maybe he only did this once, I don't know, but something that he actually happened in a road trip is he ordered, like, a whole cheesecake room service to himself. and then he would get completely naked, eat this cheesecake, and play video games. Oh my and Yellen told this story on a podcast, and it was hilarious. And he was talking about having to have fat guy interventions with Justin Bohr. It was hilarious. So, oh my gosh. Low-key, definitely check out some stuff about that. They're really funny. That's hilarious. And I feel like the stars have a bunch of them, like, within their team. <laughs> Like, I feel like Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan are obvious, but then, like, Jamie Benn and Gurionov. But there is more – there's, like, obviously, like, big brother, little brother, like, mentor kind of thing. But that's been fun to watch this season because they have their little salute to each other, which I think is adorable. Yeah, there's a lot. I think sports are good for that, and players yeah. are getting so much more comfortable. Yeah, for sure. With that, with that aspect. Next one is favorite coach. And I think, well, so first of all, I have to say Sheldon Keith, Keith from the Leafs, mm-hmm. because he, just after everything with Mike Babcock, he's been such a, a breath of fresh air. So, like, after 
um, Jason Spezza took league men to come play for Toronto and like showed up early to help young players and all of that because he's from Toronto. Mm -hmm. He had a bunch of family for the first home game and Mike Babcock scratched him for no good reason because he has proven that he is one of the 12 best forwards on the team. And so it was kids night on or kids day or whatever on December 23rd. There's a 2 p.m. game and apparently the story they just recently told it was they, they had a, a stretch of a few games in a row and so Keith called Spetha in and it's just like you know just for the good of the team and like the good of you personally we want to scratch you one game just because you're older and we don't want you getting mm-hmm. hurt because we need you but I wanted to tell you that and then like we can go through the games and if you have preferences like we can work around that and Spetha apparently was just like if it would just not be the kids game because my kids are going to be there. Mm-hmm. And so Keith heard that. I was like, okay. Oh yeah. And so then he starts him in the game oh. and he set the goal on his first oh. shift in front of his daughters. It was the sweetest thing ever. Oh, I love that. Game, they asked Keith about that. And he's like, why well, I, I had it. I kind of knew that his daughters would be there. So I thought it could be a cool moment. <laughs> so, so sweet. So much. But then also, John Tortorella yeah and the reason for that is he had a reputation as being kind of a like mean tough coach Mm -hmm. like old school and as things were progressing in hockey apparently some of his leaders and captains or whatever just sat him down like this doesn't work with the young guys like this might have worked with us but this just won't work and it isn't going to be successful and he's changed up his approach like he still has the fire up speech every now and again but he Mm -hmm. really changed his approach and then he's also really into analytics low-key I heard that from a reporter a beat Mm -hmm. reporter and I think for an old school coach to embrace analytics yeah and changing the coaching style to match the current players is just so admirable yeah even though I don't like his team (laughs) like like him what team is he with again? I can't. The Blue Jackets, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Okay, that's what I was like. It's it's a team with blue, but I can't remember if it's in their name or their jersey. Um, because I, I he's one of the coaches I've actually learned the name of that's not with the Stars, so he's mm-hmm. one I I actually know face and name. Um, baseball. So I know there. If anyone listens to this, that's like staunch on names I realize that managers are technically not coaches but I'm gonna pick we're managers anyway because you don't have really right. like we're not gonna make you say a bench coach or right. something dumb like that <laughs> um and at first I really wanted to say Ron Washington because he was the manager for the Rangers when I first started watching he's hilarious um and he you know was seen with interviews and um how he works with players, he seems to be a really respected coach from both other coaches and players and admired even for like the different um, practices he does with players, especially in the infield, because he's an infield coach for, I think, Atlanta right now. Um, I think third base and infield. Um, And he he was just really fun to watch. with the Rangers and he's very blunt and um there there there's a video of ju- or just audio of it of his speech before game seven in 2011 which 
Rangers lost, whatever. But it's it's kind of funny. It's mostly just cussing and kind of like firing them up. But it's funny to hear. Um, I, a story that I always remember about him though is one year in spring training he got fined. Um, I don't know if he was like ejected and then came out on the field something. It was a dumb fine. It was like I think just like a two thousand. I say just a two thousand dollar fine, but for him it was just a two. It was two thousand two hundred. Yeah, it was something something like that but he paid it all in pennies I love it yeah so that's something that's like always just like I appreciate that you're you got a dumb fine and you're gonna pay it a dumb way um another coach that I just really didn't expect to love as quickly is the Rangers current manager Chris Woodward he was actually a coach with the Dodgers when the Dodgers got screwed over from the World Series with the Astros so I'm sure he's bitter about that too but um Last year was his first year as manager with Rangers, and he just – he had a totally – going from Jeff Bannister to Woodward was, like, night and day because he's a younger coach, but he really seems to know how to talk with both uh, rookies and then, like, the um, the older guys who have been around a lot longer. Like, he just knows how to get the most out of each player, and he – has a level of respect for each player that's very obvious in how he talks about them and interacts with them and he's very um blunt with like the press too like he'll just flat out say stuff which is nice to hear that someone's just like I'm just going to tell you how it is um and I think he's a big analytics guy too just because he's a younger coach um but like the thing that sticks out to me like right before all of the lockdowns that happened um Willie Calhoun got hit in the jaw in spring training. And, like, I think that inning finished up, and then Woodward immediately went to the hospital to, like, be with, like, uh, Calhoun's family and, like, talk to him, see how he's doing, because um, his wife's also an ER nurse or something. So, like, she was there, too, like, explaining, like, this is what's going on kind of a thing to help them calm down. And I'm sure other coaches go to players – hospital rooms and visit with them stuff like that but the fact that it was so immediate it was like the next inning he left in the middle of a game because it was I think it was like the first or second inning of the game so it was very early and sure it's just spring training but that really spoke volumes to me about like how much he cares about each player and not just on the field yeah and I think that's interesting that both of ours it's like somewhat to do with how they coach but then also mm-hmm. some uh, so many of those other things makes a favorite yeah um the next one is favorite nickname and I had a great story first of all you guys aren't I, I if you have the money I definitely recommend it an athletic subscription because there's mm-hmm. so much like really interesting content yeah. there and that's where I got this from so Noel Achari of the Florida Panthers um, he used to play, this is his first season with the Panthers, he signed with them in free agency, and he used to play for the Bruins, so his first season, it's like his first game, I don't know if it was whatever, with the Panthers, and he comes into wherever they are, and he's like going to the pregame spread they have, and he just loses his shit, because there's no cookies, it's like, where are the cookies, where are the cookies, because apparently he always has cookies before a game, and they were always in the Bruins pregame spread, but they isn't there, and he's so superstitious, he's like freaking out about cookies, and so now his nickname is Cookie, (laughs) so 
There's my favorite nickname. That would be like my nickname because I would also break out about <laughs> where are the cookies. I w- like this one's hard because you don't really hear about baseball nicknames until they started doing Players Weekend, which is where for a weekend they get to wear their nicknames on their jersey and have like more fun and stuff like that. But a lot of them have lame nicknames, like it's just their their initials or it's just like S or E Y or something lame. Um, so, and there's, like, none that really stuck out to me except that Gallows was Pico de Gallo because it's oh, I like, like that. Gallo. That's funny. Yeah. And I know, like, in previous seasons they've had, like, other ones that have, like, more meaning to it. I know the first year, I think it was, like, three or four years ago, um, Shinsu Chu had one with a um, a player for Cincinnati Reds, and I'm blanking on his name because they were teammates and they had like similar they they had nicknames for each other so the first year they did it they used nicknames I think it it was something I think it was something in Korean if I'm not mistaken and it was like one and two so I think his name is Joey something and why am I I'm I swear this lockdown is making me forget (laughs) everyone's names um because all I can think about is he's their first baseman and he's Canadian. Why is that what I remember, not his last name? I don't know. Um, and it's, I know it's an easy last name, too. But anyway, when they have more stories like that, it's way more fun. Um, but there's not really anyone that has, like, straight-up nickname. Joey Votto? Yes, Votto. I Googled Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Because um, I, I know... I know some of them have, like, their nicknames and, like, their handles on Twitter and stuff, but there's not one that's jumping out to me. Usually, it's pitchers that have nicknames. Uh, I like Pico de Gallo, though. I yeah. that. Yeah. So, that's what I'm going to go with, and I'm sure the moment we stop recording, I'll remember a whole bunch more. <laughs> What's the one thing you hate about watching a game? I'm going to need a little indulgence, because I have a couple of things. Go for it. Any broadcast that doesn't have a shot counter, including the yes. Penguins broadcast, it bothers me. Um, and my second, I only have two things. My second thing is Pierre Maguire, just, <laughs> just universally, like his, his dumb facts. Yeah. He always sounds awkward. I'm glad he got moved off like the main squad because they put Brian Boucher on it. Who's mm-hmm. a goalie and his goalie insights are really interesting. Yeah. He's just not awkward. So, and he doesn't tell me where every player went to prep school. So, <laughs> um, Similarly, mine is when a broadcast don't have a pitch count. That annoys the heck out of me because there's like it'll be like even during playoffs on a national broadcast and there's no pitch count, which I know there's arguments for and against pitch count mattering or not, but I personally like to see it because it's a gauge of like, okay, he's going to be pulled soon or he has too high of a pitch count in this inning. Um, I kind of just hate most of the national broadcasts for baseball generally sometimes they just sound like they've never heard of a team before and it's like they, some, and sometimes they talk about the team like they say things I'm like well yeah we've been talking about that for months if you have seen any of their games um oh okay they had a <laughs> it just dawned on me that there was a rule of change a couple years ago that I'm still mad about so intentional walks used to be the pitcher throws four pitches way outside to the catcher 
they 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 knew it was going to happen whatever but they still had to pitch the four pitches now it's just a signal from the dugout like hey we want to intentionally walk the guy and the player goes to first base the reason that annoys me is because in intentional walks there have been so many times where that has resulted in a run or a player moving from first to second like pass balls yeah or wild pitch I guess yeah because of wild pitches but now that there's like you just get to go there's none of that because the thing about it is intentionally walking someone is hard for the pitcher because you have to intentionally not throw in the strike zone and throw away but not away enough where your catcher can't get it Mm -hmm. so that's what made it fun because there are some pitchers who cannot do it um in fact there was I remember there was one time they brought in I think it was when the Rangers were playing I want to say the Angels but it might not have been um they brought out a pitcher to like the only thing that he did was intentionally walk someone this was before the rule change and it resulted in a wild pitch run that tied the game oh first God. of all it was dumb to just bring in a pitcher to just do a intentional walk because he's coming out ready to actually pitch and you want him to pitch outside it didn't work but now that you don't even have that it just takes away from it and it makes no sense mm-hmm. in my mind so that's one thing I hate about So then the opposite of that one thing you love about the game. And I would say the modern game, I really love the balance between skill and physicality. I think it's, it's fairly like, there's like a, there's obviously some room to grow, especially it gets a little chaotic in the playoffs, but it used to literally just be assault. And that wasn't very, it's not interesting to watch, but the skill is so cool to watch. But the fact that there is still physicality, like that's a skill too. Yeah. And so I really like that how that is in hockey. This is hard. Just to pick one thing you love. Um, I would say, and especially with the Rangers, with Woodward being the manager, we we saw more of it last year. I really enjoy seeing plays happen on the base paths as far as stealing bases. Um, when the Rangers manager was Jeff Bannister, he didn't really have them use the speed that he had on the team. Uh, when De Shields was on the team, he, he's speedy. His, his nickname is Sonic. Um, not his, I don't think it's his official nickname because I know he had a nickname like with his dad because his dad played, but he, there's been a lot of references to him being called Sonic. So there's, there's a nickname. Um. And I don't think he, they let him use it as much um, when Bannister was the manager. And we saw a lot more of it with Woodward. And that changes the game so much to have speedy guys on the bases and letting them use that speed. Um, stolen bases are fun. Elvis Andrews has kind of been known. He doesn't do it that often, but he steals home a lot. And they let him do that a lot more with Washington and with Woodward. But that is so much fun to watch someone steal home in a straight steal. Like, he – and he does it quite a few times. I'm sure it's on YouTube. I know Rugnet Odor has done it a couple times. Those are some of the most fun plays because they're always unexpected. Because sometimes when someone steals a base, you, you see them. Like, if they're on first, you see them get that lead and then go. But a steal of home is, like, you, you get – you see them get the lead, but you never really expect them to do it. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I think 
even though it doesn't happen that often, stealing of home and like just steals of any kind, using that speed to like trip up the pitcher, definitely one of my favorite things. Let us see the next one. Okay, I'm going to alter this a little bit too because okay. there's, I think, some redundancies. It said, if you could meet, become friends with, interview, or hug any player, who would it be? I think meet and become friends would be fairly addressed in other yeah. areas. So I said, interview or hug. And I got to think about that. I feel like hug I'd want, for some reason, Frederick Anderson because he seems a little bit like a teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> interview. I, I don't know who's like a really good interview because hockey players give the most boring answers. We're Kang's son. Yes. Son. <laughs> Not um, a player, but we'll go with it. Yeah. You'd want to interview Latang because he'd bring his son. And with then, his son, yeah. yes. Alex Latang's dad. We'll go with yeah. that. Um, I think for Hug, my first thought went to Anton Hudobin. <laughs> yeah, that's that a, a good one. I think for baseball, though, I would pick Chirinos just because he's so – he's the catcher for the Rangers. He's so lovable, and he just always seems upbeat and happy, and I feel like he'd give the best hugs. Um, interview, Zach Grinke, which is – I can't believe I didn't name him as my favorite players. Um, I think it's because he's an Astro right now, so I'm a little annoyed with – his manager for making approving that trade um but yeah because he first of all he's very honest um I if you don't know Zach Greinke or you don't love him read Molly Knight's book um the best team money can buy it's about the Dodgers but it's so good because she has a lot of insight on like Zach Greinke and like how teammates talk about him and Apparently, he will always give you an answer. You ask him a question, he'll give you an answer, even if he has to, like, go away and think about it. And it will always be an honest answer, whether that's what you want to hear or not. Um, so I think he would be a fun interview. He might not answer any questions that I have, but I know I'd get an honest answer. Like, one of the – like, there's – when pitchers have to report to spring training, they basically have, like, a range of days that they can report within. And this year he reported on like the last day and he was like, had I known I could wait this late to come in, I'd be doing that all the other seasons too. So, which I was like, that's very relatable. Um, procrastinating on coming to spring training. But I think he would be a fun interview if you ask the right questions. Um, this one's interesting. If you met one of your favorite players or teams, what would be the first thing you tell them? Probably wouldn't be able to speak, but I have a couple right. thoughts. I would tell our coach just how awesome he was because we literally have had so many interviews or in interviews, injuries this year. And yeah. the fact that he was able to coach around that is literally spectacular. And then I also would want to meet the person who was responsible for the John Marino trade and just like give them the biggest hug because John <laughs> Marino has saved the Penguins. The difference between last year and this year is insane. And it's mostly because he's on defense instead of some of the bad defensemen we've had. So. Yeah, I would, first of all, if I was meeting one of my favorite, if I ever meet Beltre, you guys would never know because I'd pass out. So like, <laughs> I wouldn't have words. So right. Be like, <laughs> Or I'd meet him and then like, be like, oh my God, I love you. And then I'd have a restraining order. And then um, I think I would want to meet like 
I'll be real specific, like the 2011 Texas Rangers, like everyone on that team, and just be like, so sorry you didn't win the World Series. You deserved it. Um, Yeah. I'd also, yeah, I would, I think I'd want to meet a team, not just one player. Yeah. And if you could pick like a specific team, 2011 or 2016, those were my two favorite Ranger teams. Mm Mm-hmm. And now I'm overthinking this, but 2011 Rangers team, final answer. Um, and it says favorite retired player, and I am somewhat cheating on this because I'm going to say retired from the NHL. And I'm going to go with Yarmir Yager. He's still playing into the Czech Republic. And he is so amazing. And, like, he was playing in the NHL at 45. And the thing that's kind of unknown is he looked – slow he looked not like amazing when he was playing for the flames in that last season that he ended up leaving in the middle of the season but he had good 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 possession numbers and underlying numbers and it was just the flames weren't using him the way he should have been used because obviously when you're older you like you need very specific uses but he was still a very 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 effective player at 45 and that's just amazing to me um, I'm not going to pick Beltre because I've talked about him enough, so I'm going to pick my second favorite, um, and that's Colby Lewis. So he was a pitcher for the Rangers. Um, he was on the 2011 and 2016 team, so my favorite team, so obviously going to pick him. But he had a year in Japan where he pitched and then came back to the Rangers. And after that year in Japan, he was just very underrated but very – the probably the most reliable pitcher they had for all those years um there like it and he was an older pitcher it was just kind of ridiculous how reliable he was because for being an older pitcher you don't really expect him to be like one of those guys who'll go seven innings and give up one run um but he like always managed to pull out even in seasons where like the rangers weren't good it's like oh thank god colby lewis is pitching because we have chance um and he had, like, a number of surgeries. There was, like, a joke before he got a bobblehead that, like, if he had a bobblehead, it should be, like, with the replaceable hips and the knees <laughs> because he was basically just, like, all metal almost. Um, but he's one of my favorites. He also is in the Rangers front office now. Literally everyone from 2011 team is just going to be in the Rangers front office, which is totally fine with me. Um, but he, he did a couple interviews, um, like, in the – press box not interviews but he was in on the broadcast a few times when uh they had some of their jersey retirements last year and he's just so funny and it's fun to hear him watch a baseball game because it's fun for him to watch it too like it's just weird but he did like when the MLB first did like Facebook games he was one of the broadcasters for a Ranger game I didn't get to enjoy it because they had a broadcaster who I don't really like on there so I was like, I can't handle this, but he, he's very entertaining. He's very like, kind of like a Southern country boy, but like, I don't know. He, he's one of my favorites that I forget because he was very underrated, but I, I totally miss him. Uh, and then opposite end of the spectrum, favorite <laughs> rookie. And I feel like I already said John Marino. We've talked about Dennis Gurionov, which would be two of my picks. So I'm going to talk about, like, the two who are battling for the Calder Cup right now. 
or Calder Cup, Calder Trophy, <laughs> um, which is for the best rookie, and that is Quinn Hughes of the Vancouver Vancouver Canucks and Kale McCarr of the Colorado Avalanche. They're both defensemen, and the poise with which they skate, the plays that they can make, how they can transform power plays, it's just it's beautiful. So those two are awesome. Um, I'm going to go with the Rangers rookie of the year last year who didn't, didn't really play for the Rangers that long, but the Rangers didn't have very many rookies last year, and that's Nick Solak. He, the Rangers got him in a trade, don't remember who, but at the deadline. And I remember at the time our, uh, the Rangers GM was like, he looks like he's ready to be like an everyday second baseman, which was a big deal because Ruki is the Rangers second baseman, but he had a terrible season. So it was kind of like, oh, he's saying this already and we have a good second baseman when he's good. Um, and so he came up and played a couple months last year uh, and was really impressive. Um both defensively and offensively. And the one thing I looked forward to this season was seeing where he would end up slotting in because it kind of filled up everywhere where he would play. Um, But I'm very excited to see him play a full season as a Ranger when we get to that point. Um, Because it, it was almost like he was never out at the plate. Like anytime he was up to bat, he was gonna get on base. And for a rookie, That's really exciting to see, especially towards the end of a season when you're kind of like, I don't know how a full season is going to affect them. But it it was kind of to the point where the Rangers had no choice but to play him. So excited to see a full season of that hopefully soon. So I just have, because you're his always on base thing, random aside, there's not much to watch in current climate. So Mm -hmm. my family watched Jeopardy every day. And one of the categories one day was like baseball stats, which is sports questions on Jeopardy are always a fun time. Uh-huh. And they said the record for this, like the all time record for this is 0.96. And the correct answer was ERA. Someone uh-huh. seriously said batting average. And I'm like, never uh, watch baseball. Right? Never watch baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's like nope. double the record. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yikes. That'd be a great batting average, but also that person would be superhuman. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, no. Um, so, anyways, there's your funny story of the day. Uh, how did you get started with sports? So, I think for me, I guess the answer, it's hard to know because I've always watched and been a part of, but um, – my parents took us when we were pretty young to a lot of Creighton basketball games because they had season tickets. And they started taking us when we were maybe like six or seven. So that was probably my first start. Um, I, I, I went to my early game when I was in sixth grade and, you know, hockey and freshman year, but I never really like sought out to watch sports or cared when they were playing. But I would say the 2010 World Series when the Rangers, well, the ALCS when they were going to go to the World Series. That's the first game I remember is when they they clinched to go to the World Series for the first time in team history. And that's like my first solid memory of watching a game and like being excited for the team. Um, So that's what started definitely with the Rangers. That makes sense. 
So that was our questionnaire. <laughs> but now, of course, we have rant and rave. And do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first. Okay. So my rant. There, yeah. there were a few I wanted to go with, <laughs> but I'll, I'll do one. Um, so, and not to get political here, but, you know, Texas started opening up. And I just, like, that doesn't mean the virus is gone. I feel like everything's opening up and people are, like, suddenly forget that it's still a thing. Like, we're still in a pandemic. And just because everything's up, opening doesn't mean, like, you should go anywhere and, like, do things. Like, there, it just it infuriates me because I know it just, there's a spike is coming because we never really reached the peak. And now we're opening everything else. And there's, like, so many people that are, like, I guess that means I get to go back to normal. And, I just, like, it makes me want to scream Mm -hmm. that that I think that's fair because I think the whole reason we had to do the lockdown is because we couldn't trust people to be reasonable yeah and it's like well we probably still can't do that yeah so my rant um I'm just gonna give a warning like we 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 said we could make this show explicit when we want it and I think the situation deserves for it so there's gonna be a really naughty word a little (laughs) bit um fuck Brendan Leipzig just honestly like get fucked um have fun playing in Russia um he obviously um a a big story in hockey this week was one of his friends Instagram got hacked and a bunch of uh DMs were leaked showing him saying cruel 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 things Mm -hmm. about teammates wives about teammates about random people he didn't know on Instagram a lot most of the comments were about women and about mm-hmm. their appearance and honestly just fuck that noise and I have to read a tweet from a gal who used to work for the Toronto Maple Leafs her name is Saskia Stewart she's a friend of Steve Dangles so love her um and this is what she said if there wasn't a place in the league for this behavior we wouldn't be having this conversation for the hundredth time this isn't a hockey problem. This is a society problem. You fix it in society, every sport you love will be just fine. Sport is a set of rules. We just enable everything else around it. I spent half my career dealing with athletes and the internet, and never once have I had to tell a female athlete to show basic respect for another human. And I was just like, my job. I, I, I just, the yeah. first sentence, if there wasn't a place for it, why are we still having this conversation? Yep. Yep. God, that's such a good tweet. So there you go. There's there's my little rant on on him. And then I guess to end on a positive note, our raves. So what do you have to rave about this week? Um, so I actually had a number of things, but I'm gonna narrow it down to just one and say like I'll just have a running list mm-hmm. and like just use it for next week if I don't find anything. Um but one I wanted to point out, someone had sent me this tweet and it was um about a German soccer club. So fans can pay $20 to have a cutout of themselves placed in the stands because they're not doing any crowds, which I think is such a genius idea because there might not be crowd noise, but at least you can pretend that there are people there. And it said, according to the club, over 12,000 cutouts have been ordered and 4,500 have already been put in place, which is just amazing. And like immediately I was like, I hope the Rangers do that because I would totally pay the 20 bucks. And it'd be, like, a great, like, charity thing. Like, yeah. we're going to donate for whatever COVID stuff. Yeah. So I love that. So my rave, kind of the anti-Brendan Leipzig rave is, 
one the specific one that like really got to me was there was this picture of a former teammate of his because he's played for like six teams um on the Vancouver Canucks skating over to the warm-ups and waving hi to his wife and his little baby son and he said some horrible things about his that guy's wife's yeah. appearance and so I kind of started looking because that guy used to play for the Penguins for a minute and I didn't really know much about him or his family and they are just the sweetest ever first mm-hmm. of all if you look at wives and girlfriends in hockey they all have a very similar look mm-hmm. and not that there's anything like obviously you can date who you want like no judgment there but it is just nice to see that there are some guys who aren't so into like one specific look right and that she isn't like your traditional hockey wife and girl like I really appreciated that part of it but then I saw a story and this is the cutest thing because they like were high school or whatever sweethearts and he asked her out in the driveway of like her like of her house of her Uh parents house and so they had built a home in their town their hometown of Kitchener Ontario and he proposed to her in their driveway. Oh, that's so cute. And then also you have to go to his Instagram. It's Tanner Pearson. You have to go to his Instagram. There's a video of him in quarantine. And he is like shooting like a paper thing or something. At His son is like less than a year old, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's just shooting it right at the sun. So the sun stops it. And so every time he's like, good save. And the sun like laughs. It's oh my gosh. That sounds adorable. So in all of this, I discovered that Tanner Pearson and his family are just the most precious things ever. So. Oh, that's so cute. Get some good things out of it. So anyways, with that, I don't know that we know what our next week is going to be, but we might, maybe we might do something like expanding on that friend in Leipzig and yeah just that, that general topic of yeah how women are treated as sports fans and just sports in general and that yeah I think that could be interesting or we might do something else we'll find out <laughs> more to come on that but please make sure you follow us at um Japanese underscore ginger for me Morgan Price for you and then what's our show account on Twitter called a show of their own podcast so follow that there too as well we post a lot of stuff and we have an instagram too so follow us there we're always posting tweeting and all of that i have to give morgan credit for that she's way better <laughs> about that than me but anyway with that we will see you all next week bye guys <laughs>